Yes, this is ray tracing all over again. Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Laser Couch Podcast. We're here to give you all you need to know about consumer tech, the internet, and virtually everything about the future. My name is Jeff Kim, and I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. My name is Calvin Lee, and hey, hey, welcome to TLC 110. 110, yeah. Is that a bit of a milestone? I can't can't do it. I can't can't match the Zuck's uh, cadence. I just can't. Yeah, explain that one. Because, okay, so this week we're talking about the Oculus Connect 5 event. Mm-hmm. And th- that's the way the Zuck opens the, 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 the whole uh, event. Yeah, yeah. You know, he goes, hey, hey, welcome to OC5. It's, it's such a weird cadence. It's such a slow, paced out cadence. I mean, last Just, year I was saying that he was trying to copy Obama. I think it's th- there's less of that in 2018. He's got his yeah. own cadence. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah? It's, it's, it's slow, though. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know why why that is. I mean, mm-hmm. was he was he ever talking fast in the past? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, we're going to talk about Oculus Connect uh, event that happened yeah. last week, but there's some breaking news. Kinda, here it is. Breaking news now. There are reports filtering through this morning that Facebook and Instagram are ra- right now experiencing global connection issues. In other words, they're down. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Channel Nine News. There. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't quite sure if they were down. You know what I mean. I. I, I just. I just couldn't figure it out. In other words, down. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now that was breaking news. If we actually did go go ahead and record on Wednesday night, um, but unfortunately, it's Friday night. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Instagram did go down, and um, I was freaking out. Less like the whole world. Were you? On Wednesday oh, and, afternoon. And, I, mean, I mean, you texted me and I immediately I, I checked Instagram and you told me to go to Twitter and my God, the tweets were funny. Yes, here's, uh, here's what um, ooh, uh, the Queensland Police Department tweeted. Instagram being down is not a police matter. You can post photos and of food again soon enough. <laughs> Hashtag no filter. I want to know what the boost was for Twitter in terms of traffic. Right, it would have been double... <laughs> Yeah, easy, right? I mean, people are saying things like, oh, influencers now don't have a job. Yeah, for for <laughs> a whole hour because uh, uh, apparently Instagram. I, I know the report said um, Facebook as well because I think that was actually a clip from several months ago when they were both down. Really? So that's a bit of, bit of a, yeah, sorry about that. I didn't, that was, uh, wasn't the actual clip. But I found it somewhere. Um, um, any reason? Did they come up? Did they did they come out to say why? Well, could it be related to the fact that the the two founders are leaving Instagram? Is it a bit of a coincidence? Ew. Ew. Let's let's quickly just cover that because that's, that's probably the biggest news in social. Mm. And you got to say the word social like that now. So Kevin Systrom yeah, and Mike Krieger to. in uh, two thousand and I'm going to say two thousand and nine, I think, created Instagram. Um, believe it or not, they started out as a I think they wanted to be like the next Foursquare, but they sort of pivoted mm. to a you know a beautiful photo filter type thing. Um, I did go to hear his talk in back in 2012, South by Southwest, Kevin Systrom. Um, now uh, you know the publications like The Verge they've been talking a lot about you know this sort of thing. Um, like, would you know? Have they announced why they're leaving? Like, do do you know the reason, Kelvin? No, I mean obviously only I've seen the rumors um, of them and Zuck not getting along. But yeah, no. Um, I mean, there's stuff like you know IGTV is not doing very well. Um, mm. You would think 
you know, that's that's the reason why they should stay and try to, you know, see that out. Um, also, th there's been stuff about Facebook integrations in that if you cross post from Instagram to Facebook, did you know that you no longer get posted via Instagram tag? Really? Yeah. Because I noticed that the other day because like, I'm seeing a lot, lot of photos here by people who don't normally post to Facebook. And they kind of look like Instagram photos and I'm looking for that Instagram tag, but I couldn't see it. And also, um, apparently Facebook are really pushing hard to introduce the regram feature, which is quite controversial. Mm. Um, so maybe that's all about to happen and uh, they could be pushed out. Um, Casey Newton, however, from The Verge said this on The Verge cast last week. It used to be that Kevin Systrom and Mark Zuckerberg worked together very closely, and Kevin Systrom would describe Zuckerberg as a member of Instagram's board. During the big reshuffle that happened in the spring, Chris Cox became Kevin Systrom's boss, and all of a sudden, Systrom was getting a lot less FaceTime from Zuckerberg, and I imagine was probably getting a lot more requests and suggestions from Chris Cox. And so I think just sort of changing up that dynamic where you used to feel like the CEO of your own company, and now you just feel like middle management i think could have very easily made him say the hell with it yep flip the table and walk away wow i'm, I'm just looking up chris cox right now so he's the chief product officer at facebook mm -hmm. he's only one year uh he's one year older than me that's kind of depressing um and let's see he yeah he looks after the company's worldwide product management design and marketing function Yes. So he was, I think he was there until they were um, still there. But then I think they've just appointed someone new. Yeah, just going to quickly look mm. that up. Yeah. Uh, it's not on this article. But yeah, there's a bit of another one. Um, but yeah, th that's your little Instagram news for the week. Um, I think changes are afoot in terms of the product. Um, yeah. They might scrap IGTV. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think they will. I think that's that's sort of like Google getting rid of Google Plus, right? I mean, the, all they did was just change up what it stood for and a couple of the features and everything. I just, I just think it needs better integration with Instagram, getting more people on board. I, I don't think it's a failure yet. I just think that against the likes of, you know, YouTube, you really have to. You have a lot up against you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, before we kick off to the main part of the show, uh, I think this is a good time to talk a bit about the show. So at the start of every show, we take a bit out of the show. Uh, it's usually taken out of context because that's why it's funny. So there's a bit of a clip that starts at the start of the show. Last week, uh, I made a comment about, you know, my wife would struggle using an Android phone. Now, I just want to quickly say... That's about moving from iOS to Android. It's not, it's not about gender. It's not about anything like that. And that is all the airtime I'm going to give it because we received a little bit of feedback about that. And I just want to put that to bed. Yep. Noted. Noted, Kelvin. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, that, that's something that we say. And I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm to blame as well, if there is anyone mm. to blame, because I sort of took that clip and featured that at, at the start of the episode as well. So... I mean, like, no, nah, I just, it's, 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 yeah, but you know, like people who listen to the show who know us just, you know, would take the time to know us. Yes. Really. Yes. But it, it does go uh, to show that, you know, this particular medium of podcasting, it is, you know, quite intimate. Mm. You know, it could be like, I'm just on the phone with you chatting about yeah. stuff. Um, we're not necessarily thinking about, oh, how is this going to be taken? Like, will this be taken out of context? I mean, maybe we should sort of think about that a little bit more because it is a public medium. But 
<laughs> no, no, yeah. totally. Uh, I, I made this, you know, I've been thinking about this and, you know, I was like, oh my God, this is what celebrities feel like. Um, but you're totally right. And, you know, I mean, it, it, you think about, you know, if we apply for jobs or if we, you know, people search for us on Google, uh, you know, all these things come mm. up and, uh, but if anything, I think, you know, we have nothing to hide really, mm. um, in the sense that this is who we are. Mm. Um, you know, people will know that there is work us, but there's also us, us. So, yeah, but I, I do it's, want it's something to definitely also say that, um, any feedback is good. So yeah, yeah no, totally, yeah. totally. And, and, and that's, and that's what we totally want. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't think I said totally enough, <laughs> uh, but you know, all right, let's go to Oculus connect number five, the 50 of the Oculus event, uh, by Facebook. And, uh, what a show, what a show, Kelvin. Uh, mm. <laughs> I spent hours going through all the keynotes <laughs> as you do. Um, as you do. and also some of the, like, uh, you know, separate breakout sort of talks as well. Um, so not sure how long we're going to spend talking about this, but we're just gonna, we've got a bunch of clips lined up. I mean, virtual reality, cause this is what it's all about. Oculus, um, it's something that's interested both of us for mm. a couple of years at least. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I, I don't know if uh, other podcasts or technology podcasts cover, you know, VR events as as we do. So we want to wanna get right into it. Now, Mark Zuckerberg. Hey, 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 Zuckerberg. Um, this is how he introed the keynote. Hey, everyone. Welcome to OC5. All right, so, so last year... We talked about how our long-term goal was to help get a billion people into virtual reality. So let's start off by checking in on how that's going. <laughs> All right. We have the saying at Facebook that the journey is 1% finished. And in this case, maybe not even quite. So, Kelvin, you might have noticed that my version of that intro was heavily edited. <laughs> to speed things up. <laughs> because, yeah, because there were a lot of pauses in there. Because, I mean, okay, when, when the crowd started laughing, um, yeah. he, he was meant to get that reaction because uh, it was only showing that it was only 1% of the way of a billion people in mm. VR. Um, 1% of a billion is still 10 million. Um, so, you know, it's, that's not nothing, but I guess on the Facebook scale, it's nothing. Um, but yeah, I think he's just like reiterating that there's a long way to go. Um, I mean, I always say the one, once you get to 1%, that's half, half the journey because in the exponential scale, that's what it is. Um, yeah. So Zuckerberg, uh, what, what did you think about his performance apart from his cadence? Um, I, I, I think it was, it felt rehearsed. Um, and I think that's just the kind of guy he is. Uh, I think he's tried, you know, over the years to do a few off the cuff things on, on Facebook Live and things like that. And I don't think it's done him uh, any, you know, I think it's done him disservice uh, because he is intelligent. I think there's no doubt about it, but he comes off a little awkward. And I think he needs, you know, people around him to help him and to coach him in, in these things because, you know, public speaking is not natural to anyone. Mm. I think because uh, we we talk about him pretty much every you know couple of months, and we've seen him in different situations. I think if we definitely compared him, you know, from his early days, say five years ago, even like improvement would have been you know out of sight, right? Mm -hmm. um, what he's doing now is is almost presidential. Mm. I think there's definitely a few of his you know little ticks and little laughs that he does, uh, you know, slightly uncomfortable for the audience, but. You know, I think it's going to get there. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a face of, uh, obviously Facebook, but also Oculus. He was bought for, um, $2 billion from Palmer Lucky and then 
eventually got pushed out of yep. the company due to his uh, little misgivings. But um, yeah, look, uh, did, did you get to watch the the whole thing or just some of the highlights? So I, I watched um, a lot of the summary uh, around the the, the 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 whole thing. It was just mm-hmm. too long, man. Yeah, the first day came out went for almost two hours. Mm. Now that straight away he sort of announced the the big product. So I think uh, I'll just I'll just play the clip where he announced the the new thing. Right, so if we can bring these three qualities together. Sorry, I should I should add I was going to add something there. Um, <laughs> so yes, so for the for the past couple of years they've been talking about this Project Santa Cruz, right? Um, which is mm. the standalone thing. Um, so we've we've owned a, owned a Rift for. I think I've owned it since last uh, ooh, two two Decembers ago, so almost two years for me. Um, and I've sort of just gone back into it, but um, the, you know, the thing is that it's tethered. You're not you don't feel the full freedom of movement. Um, so yeah, they've been talking about this standalone device, which is um, as good as the Rift experience. That's that's the thing. So the three things he's going to talk about is like you know that that it's standalone. It also has hand presence but also has six degrees of freedom, which uh, other standalone devices don't. So this is the new thing that they announced. All right, so if we can bring these three qualities together into one product, then we think that that is the foundation for the ideal form factor for VR. And at Connect, for the past couple of years, uh, you've heard me talk about Project Santa Cruz. And today, we have some news for you. Oh, yeah. I am excited to announce Oculus Quest. Well, Quest. I like, I like, I like that guy. The, the guy who went, oh yeah. I, I think that was John Carmack. Really? No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about him in a second. But um, yeah. first of all, the name, the Quest. Yes. What do you think? What do you think? I think when you think Quest, well, for nerds like us, I guess I think Zelda for some reason. I think, um, mm-hmm. I think games. I think open world games. Yep. And that so which which basically means it, it works. Mm. I'm thinking open world. Okay. Yep. So like you're on a quest. You like mm. uh, in that sort of situation. The what do you, what do you call that? The MMO. Um, right. Now, so the three things. So the first one was the Rift, which is the high-end, you know, mm. powerful PC with a big uh, GPU, good GPU anyway. Um, also the Oculus Go, which was announced, I think, was that earlier this year? I think it was about a year ago. About a year ago. Okay, so that's yeah. uh, it's almost like a like a phone uh, VR thing mm. without the phone. <laughs> um, and then this is that thing in the middle, right? So in between those two things. Um, so mid-range, uh, you know. Specs that didn't go into it too much. I know um, we may have some clips around. Uh, I think you might have a clip on. Yeah, I do. I do have a clip on what the specs are. Yep. Um, I don't have them offhand, but um, yes, they're not. Yep. They're not the highest end. Yeah, but let's 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 go through it now. Let's, okay. Um, right. So I've got a I've got a clip from um, a YouTube channel called Tested. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys are pretty hardcore. Uh, they're big big VR fans. Um, I believe one of the hosts on that show has been to all um, Oculus Connect events. Mm-hmm. So they're interview they're interviewing Sean Liu, who I believe is the product manager for Quest. So let's see what's in this thing. The keynote was really interesting, but it didn't list many tech specs. So let, let me at least ask you. Ask away. Uh, so it, you, you mentioned that it has the same lenses as the Go. Yes. Can we assume the same displays? Uh, it is not the same display. It is not the same display? Yeah. Okay. So it's a new display. Um, these are our highest resolution yet. 
uh, per eye at 1600 by 1440 pixels. Mm. Um, it's also mirrors Rift style where you can actually adjust the lens distance. Right. Um, so it has an IPD adjust right. on the device. Um, so it's different panels, different resolution, but it, same. Is it RGB optics. stripe or is it Pentile? Um, it's an OLED. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, great. I mean, great blacks then, right? Yes, yeah. great blacks, great contrast. Uh, what about processor? Uh, it's a Snapdragon, Qualcomm Snapdragon 835. So uh, pushing out more pixels and doing a little more computing because of the inside out. Yeah. yeah. Are there some processors for that inside out? Uh, no, it's just uh, the Qualcomm Snapdragon 835. We've partnered a lot with Qualcomm. We've worked internally a lot really to get the end-to-end -end stack to be great. Um, so we've worked on optimizing all of our tracking algorithms, making sure we free up enough compute for developers. Mm. And you know we apply a lot of the same learning. So again, we're going to have all of the like chromatic aberration correction now that we just announced for Oculus Go. That'll also be an Oculus mm -hmm. Quest. Um, we'll do all the fixed deleted rendering. Um, this is going to be running at 72 hertz. So because we own that stack end to end, we think we can do a lot with it. Yeah, they own the stack. If you uh, you know didn't get that. Um, such a such a such a technical guy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. he was, the guy was talking about pin strips or something. I've, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, uh, and he was confidently saying it was OLED. Now, um, do you want to have a go at explaining inside-out tracking? Because I know it's something you've spoken about in the past, and you're sure. quite passionate about it. So, a lot of the um, the high-end devices at the moment are outside-in, uh, meaning that you need external trackers outside your body to be tracking your head position and hand well. Yes, the hand position as well, actually. Um, so when they say inside-out tracking and Facebook have, or Oculus have termed the new thing called Oculus Insight, um, which is a bit, bit of a bit of a thing as well. But um, basically, you have cameras on the headset. So like, if, if we were to describe the headset or the HMD, um, it, it kind of looks a bit like the HTC Vive, I feel like. Mm. Uh, it mm. doesn't have those, like it doesn't have um, those studs like, like the HTC, but there's four cameras, uh, I guess, on the sort of on the corners of, of the headset, and they're sort of looking out. I guess that that's a camera that um, tracks your environment. So in the room that you're in, it's like, it's similar to the uh, the Magic Leap in that it's just yeah, with you know 3D technology and computer vision, it could sort of make out tables, uh, it could make out the walls, it could make out the floor, flooring, the ceilings, what have you. Um, so that's what the cameras are for, but also they track your hands. So if we mm. if we talk about the um, the touch controllers, very similar to the ones that we have on the Rift, but the the ring around your hand that's on the Rift is sort of reversed, right? So it's on the inside of your hands. The ring is inside of your hand so that your headset can see them. Yeah, so it's it's hard to describe, but uh, it is very interesting. Yeah, and um, I mean, what they also mentioned during the uh, the event was that uh, the 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 new controllers are compatible with the Rift, which is quite interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is compatible. So I don't know if it adds a layer of extra sort of sensitivity uh, mm -hmm. to to provide better motion. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think you and I jumped on the Oculus was it last night or two nights ago, and because it's been a while, I had to reset my entire Guardian system okay. uh, again, and so. Uh, to just add to that a bit further, what you do is you basically draw a circle, a virtual circle around you to let the cameras know where your table is, where your chair is, so you don't run into it. Mm -hmm. um, so so that's another way of explaining it. So instead of it being cameras facing you, the cameras are facing out. Yeah, so there are, there are a lot of cameras involved in this technology because it needs to map things. So 
you know, like, you know, they talk a lot about safety. So you don't want to be running into things when you've got like a, like a blindfold is essentially, you know, on your head. So, um, yeah, you need to know where the boundaries are. Um, mm. I think in my space here, I, I do get the, the walls come up. It's like a virtual wall that appears in the VR environment for us. Mm. And, um, I think I, I run into it a lot more like here compared to my previous, um, house apartment. Um, yeah. Trying to figure out why I think it's cause I think uh, technically I have more space here, but, um, I seem to be running into th the wall a bit more. Yeah. I think I, I've, my, my space here is a little bit smaller, uh, than your, than the, the, the good old TLC studios. Um, so I've maybe got a little bit of like maybe one by two, mm -hmm. um, space and, uh, I'm hitting the wall a lot as well, but it's a lot more forgiving than when it first started. I think yeah. remember when it first started, I had to clear like a lot of the living room, mm. um, to get by a two by two. Um, I think this is probably a good segue to get into the six degrees of freedom. Yes. Um, so let's see what that is and why that's important to the Oculus Quest. And, and I think it's really important that you explain this, what six degrees means, because I think there are still some people out there who ha aren't as deep into VR as we are. Six degrees means basically you can't, you don't just get to look around as you do in the Oculus Go. You get to move around. You can walk around your room as you can with the Oculus Rift. And that goes for the controllers as well. They are tracked in six degrees all around your space. So you have essentially a form of hand presence in virtual reality. It's yeah, so the other thing I realized when I was watching the event was some of the spaces um, that were at this, was it, was it in Palo Alto? We were trying to figure this out, but we couldn't. Uh, in this huge convention hall, because you're not tethered to a computer, your your play space just became, you know, whatever space you can find, mm -hmm. and you don't need a computer, which is amazing. Yes, yeah, so I think, um, I mean, we might talk about it a bit later, but it's almost uh, combining AR technology, because... Um, what AR, you, you need to be able to map your environment um, to be able to place things in that environment, right? The, the real environment, the virtual into the real. Um, so for similar reasons, to be able to move around freely without having to think about running into things, it's it's also mapping your actual environment. That, that's the inside out part. Um, so just think of it like that, like how you track your environment is from the inside, from your body to the outside. <laughs> So that, you know what's really funny? Yeah. I, I I remember that when I, I I don't know this is probably episode fifty or something, yeah. and we were looking at AR, MR, and VR, and we were trying to explain the differences. And I think now the lines are blurring. I I I really think that MR, VR, and AR will just come well, together one day. MR is literally the blurring of those two. Like it's, yeah, it's reality. Exactly. So it's like doing both, but then bringing in bringing your real objects into your virtual objects, mm. a, a virtual environment. That's what mixed is. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like uh, my, my hero, Michael Abrash, who gave a 30-minute lecture um, on the first day about some of that, which I'll cover a bit later. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's all in on the whole, you know, everything's going to be combined in the next yeah. few sort of thing. Uh, before we jump to that, let's quickly just close off the hardware uh, side of, mm. of it because um, I think the guys that tested also had a look at the actual headset itself and they had a couple of questions for Sean and he was quite coy about a few things. Ooh. And I noticed on the side, um, it looks like a USB-C port. Yeah, is that for charging. for charging? That's right. Also, data transfer. 
Um, you can transfer files, so you can load your local media files if you want to take them with you on the go. Does that behave um, like the Go does, where it shows up as a drive and you would just drag it over there? Uh, so yeah, so similar. You can just transfer files, you know, just to like the Android file transfer system. But now at USB-C speeds. Yes, that's right. Great. Yeah. That's right. I, I know these are prototypes right now, but yeah. I also noticed two what looks like analog headphone jacks, one on either side. What's the thinking behind that? Uh, you know, we do have a lot of audio solutions that are up and coming. You can uh, take a few guesses. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> um, so, so there are two audio jacks apparently at each end, yeah. and, and the way Sean was trying to explain it is if you plug in one, yeah. uh, it will work in stereo. So he hasn't really explained why you need two. I'm guessing this is for 5.1 channel or 7.1. I'm, mm. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I, I, but I don't see how that would work. Like, do you plug in something uh, on top of it? Do yeah. you wear a cap? Uh, I can't figure it out. Well, at least, you know, it's a bit of a signal to the fact that they're going to add on things as we go on, perhaps. Um, and it'll be interesting to see the product cycle as well, the, re the recycle of the Quest. I mean, obviously, they won't bring out something new next year or maybe even two years, but like three years, is that enough? I don't know. Because like... The other, the other uh, thing about this is that why wasn't, why isn't the Quest, the Rift Two, so like imagine being able to, you know, do, do the high end stuff tethered, mm. but then you, once you untether yourself, just walk around with it. You know what I mean? So that would be amazing, right? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Use, use like so basically have like a two stage mm. um, thing. Like if you want to walk out the house, walk out the house. No, don't do that by the way. Um, but if you want to walk away from a computer, you can do that. No, no, it yeah. makes total sense. But I think it's about separating yeah. the, you know, who you want to target. From a marketing um, sense, I'll get it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing is it runs on Android. Yeah. How, Cause he was how? talking about the Android file system. I uh, okay. don't know. They must have ported the Oculus Home Oculus um, software onto Android, um, right. and why not? Right? It's it's a it's an operating system that's there, um, but also it's kind of weird that you can't transfer files wirelessly. You have to connect the USB C port. Um, just just a mi few minor things. Well, is that what he said? That. That, I mean, like I, that wasn't my take on it because he, he, the question was asked: Was it can you transfer files to it using the USB? He said yes. Hmm. Doesn't mean. You can't. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I get that. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah. would be pretty, pretty poor. Um, now, yeah, yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit already, but the the main thing is that yeah, it's it's free to move around. It's it's a standalone headset. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I just when I've been going going back to VR the last couple of weeks, I really felt that wire <laughs> sort of dragging me down. You mm -hmm. know, when I'm playing Beat Saber. That's that's a it's a sort of game where you have to move around quite a bit. And just like sometimes my hand got like caught in the wire. This is really annoying. Um, but I think this is the sort of the silver bullet. Like this this is the thing that's gonna make it go mainstream along with the 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 pricing. Mm. So three ninety nine US um, would be the 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 lowest end, um, which which is great I think because you don't need a PC at all. You you can just you know put it on and start using it. Yeah, and I think what they're also realizing is less and less people have PCs. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just doing a quick uh, currency conversion okay. here. Um, 400 USD is about 565 AUD. So if you add the usual inflation, I, I would say 650. Uh, yeah. Yeah, think about that. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, and it's spring 
northern ter- uh northern hemisphere so what's that like march <laughs> <Northern> april <territory. laughs> yeah like really northern territory um yeah so about <laughs> march april may i reckon mm. um yeah so let us let us know what you think are you excited would you would you get this um is this the thing that you've been waiting for have you been holding out uh from the getting the go because like for those that got the go like now you're like well should have waited for the quest sort of thing yeah but yeah and i think on the software end um and games and things like that i think i think they're asking for developers to create mm. um everything from the rift is is going to work on the the quest yeah. but obviously the go uh, is a totally different um, yes. um hardware so it's not going to work for them but i think i think it's going to open up a lot more games mm. which is amazing all right so i think um went through some of the specs uh the fact that you know um, it's standalone and you can move around. Let, let's talk about some of the differentiation between that and the Go. So I've got um, John Carmack here, who's actually the CTO of uh, Oculus. But uh, his name might sound familiar to you because he's actually the father of modern gaming. <laughs> no? What? Have, have you heard of John Carmack? Okay, so he's he pretty much invented Quake with uh, Michael Abrash. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and he also did what he did Doom as well. So he, um, you know, back in the so wait, they, they owned ID basically. He started ID. The... He started ID. Ah, gotcha. John Carmack, yeah. Um, so he's he, you know, heavily um, based around three D graphics. Um, you know, he he wrote the algorithm for shadow volumes according to the Wikipedia, um, and he's a kind of CTO. He's, he's a bit like Elon Musk, I think, because um, he does he, he he gets his hands dirty um, during his keynote on the on day two. Um, he talked about how he coded the dark mode, which is not yet released yet um, <laughs> in Oculus. Um, so he, he did that himself um, just because I think someone asked him to do it. Um, but yeah, he, he, he spoke about uh, everything and, you know, anything and everything for 90 minutes. Um, this is the opposite to all the sort of flashy presentations. It was literally him uh, on a podium. He, he had an iPad Pro in front of him um, just, just with his notes. There's, there was no, you know, PowerPoint at all. So that that's the kind of guy he is. So wow. that, that, is, that is a setup. And um, I'm going to, he talked about the Oculus Go strategy um, or the lack thereof. Um, so let, let's uh, hear what he has to say. We did not have a really clear strategy at Go Launch for exactly what Go was supposed to be, who it was supposed to be for. And we have crystallized that a lot more now, where Go is our device that is 80% media, 20% gaming. Quest, on the other hand, is exactly the opposite. 80% gaming, 20% media. Yeah, so I think that's the best mm. way to distinguish between the two. Um, so, yeah, well, what they're finding is on the Go, people are using... The go for Netflix, um, you know, and then just sort of viewing other YouTube and, and stuff like that, rather than you know getting into games just because you don't have the the six degrees of freedom or six stuff it's officially known as now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they just use that term all the time. Um, now, uh, yes, he, he had a story about um, how you know he was on an airplane and guess what he decided to do. He put on his Oculus Go on the plane, right? So he's going to make a bit of a yeah, scene. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah the, the guy he was sitting next to was, like, so curious. He's like, like what, what, are you, what are you seeing there? And uh, so, you know, he, he you know, gave, gave it to him and had a go. And then apparently on the, on the same flight or straight away, he used the airplane Wi-Fi 
to order the Oculus Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Like straight away. So, I mean, like, I mean, I want to sh- share my experience with VR, but like it's just so hard with the PC and everything. So I think um, in that sense, the Quest might be that thing that's going to bring it to the mainstream. I know, because you were talking about bringing it to work, and I was yeah. like, dude, first you have to bring the PC, and yeah. then you have to bring everything, and then you have to set up the Guardian system, and then mm. you have to set up the cameras, and then you have to bring a monitor, and then you have to plug it in, and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, yeah, that's not going to work. Not going to work, all right. Mm. Anyway, um, and what about the, the demos that they had um, at uh, Connect? Should we talk about mm. that? Yeah, definitely. A couple of the games. So um, they talked about arena scale. <laughs> so did you see mm. much of this demo? No, I didn't actually. So you, I think you've played the game uh, Dead and Buried, right? It's that zombie yes. game yes. where uh, you pretty much, um, I mean, like it is a multiplayer game, but you, you're in a team and you go against another sort of team to shoot each other, shoot um, the bones that are, coming out of some cave or what have you. Um, so for, for this demo at Oculus Connect, they um, had a 4,000 foot square foot space um, full of like obstacles and, and, and boxes that you can kind of like hide behind. So ima- imagine like a, a, what do you call that? Like a, a what the shooting thing. What do you uh, call time, it? time crisis. No, no, like with, with real no, bullets, no, not no. pellets, pellets. Uh, you know, uh, uh, paintball. Paintball, yes, kind of like that oh, without God. the paint and the ball. <laughs> um, so you can you can put the quest on. So like you can have like you know eight or ten people in this four thousand square feet space and play dead and buried. And that was a demo. Um, now tested, um, obviously tested that. So here is a clip on how that works. Six player dead and buried. I mean, th- that's a different different level kind of experience. And this mm-hmm. is not something that they will support out of the gate. This is something that may be years away. Uh, but it's it proves that you can have multiple people sharing a same space. Yep. Right? Uh, I mean, how they're doing that, it seems like there's a dedicated server involved. This is not a peer-to-peer, you know, game that's being played between the headsets strictly. Right. But they also incorporated an iPad into this experience. Which is just, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, you could imagine that iPad that's walking around in this 3D space also being a player, having some sort of agency in that space. Yeah, so I don't know if you can quite picture it, but mm. yeah, you're in this sort of paintball type area, but everyone's got their Oculus Quest headsets on and they're, sh- you know, virtually shooting each other, but like in the, in the virtual world, but also in the real world. <laughs> you know, I, it just got me thinking, like these yeah. headsets must be pretty light. Um, because if you put an element of sport into this mm. and you're running around with a headset, yeah. um, because there's no way I'd do that with the Rift, right? I mean, that's that's it's not heavy, yeah. but it's enough to hinder movement. I think what Norm was saying that it, it is uh, substantially heavier than the Go, but I think that kind of works in, in its favor in this case because the Go, like it's so light that it doesn't quite, you know, snug, mm. snugly mm. fit on your on mm. your head. You need a bit of weight sort of at forwards and backwards, I think. So... Um, yeah, it sounds like it's just the right amount of uh, comfort level. Um, the other the other demo was the Tennis Project, Tennis Project Scramble. Um, this one is, I don't know if you saw that demo, but they had like a little tennis space as well with a virtual net and like you're sort of running around to the ball and hitting, right? So um, yeah, like uh, do you want to hear, hear yeah. that uh, bit, of, bit of clip from Tested? All right, here we go. 
And that tennis game was one that required fast movement. You're swinging those controllers really quickly, which tells me that the refresh rates on these four cameras are very fast shutter. They're tracking this and they're, they're approximating the movement, they're, they're projecting forward, yeah. and, and they have to be reliable that way. Yeah, the tennis game is interesting too because they uh, allow for different size spaces, right? Mm -hmm. So you, it's a multiplayer game, 1v1, and you might be in your living room and I might be in mine. Your living room is not gonna be the same size as mine, but I can't tell that. To me, it looks like you have the full tennis court. Yeah. And if you walk to the edge of your space, you'll go on my screen to the edge of the tennis court. And so oh, where I hit the ball to you isn't necessarily where you see the ball hit. So they fake something. They do, they fake it, but it's completely convincing. So you probably get how nerdy these two are. Like you've heard a lot of Jeremy yeah. and Norm on this episode, but um, yeah, they, they literally go to every uh, VR event, even mm -hmm. AR, um, and they test everything literally. Um, so get, getting getting a bit inside baseball there. I, th I think what they're talking about is like the sort of the sense of scale gets a little bit weird because like, yeah, I think depending on your space. I can, I can already think about how I'm going to cheat, by the way. Well, what's that? So have a small space. Yeah, I have a really small space because yeah. I mean, the, the way I was playing this out in my head was, let's say I go to an actual tennis court uh -huh. and I play you in your house where you have a one by one okay. uh, space to play in. Yeah. Every step you take is going to be five of mine Yes, because it has to sort of do some sort of scale calculation and, and, and render it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what they're saying. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to tell without actually doing the demo. Um, and I've, mm. I've never, never been able to experience that, um, full freedom of movement. Um, because, you know, you can sort of argue that the wires for the rift is, is subtle, but really it isn't. Yeah. And plus I don't, I barely want to stand up using the rift. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the games we play, you know, it's sitting down sometimes, especially, you know, the, uh, Star Trek, uh, bridge crew. Yeah. Um, also we're so, old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I know, no, no, I'm feeling it. Trust me. All right. The other announcement uh, at at the uh, the Quest um, launch was the ILM Industrial uh, Light and Magic. Um, mm. They're doing a episode around Star Wars. Here's a little teaser. Should I play this clip? Hey, hit it. Okay. why I have brought you here. Mm, so they're going to have some VR content in quests on launch. Ugh, I, no? I, I, I want, I want this to be good, but how many times, whether yes. it be Sony's VR system mm -hmm. with the sticks or, you know the first the, the first rift every time there's a star wars thing yeah. it, they never live up to expectations so i think this will be a, definitely a combination between like media content as well as a little bit of interactiveness i feel you could kind of like hear it through the trailer i don't know um but number like one it's darth vader so i don't know mm. that uh so was it sony or someone else lenovo was it I don't know, whoever did the other Star Wars uh, lightsaber experience, um, that was AR, right? But like, mm. um, and we know ILM, they make really cool stuff, right? And if it's an exclusive thing uh, for for the Quest, hopefully it is for the Rift as well when it comes out. But um, 
yeah, that that's that's gonna drive at least the Star Wars fans, I, I think. Yeah, and this I is would, a proper think... story. This is canon story. Uh... Wait, this is canon. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's, they're going to be three episodes about Darth Vader um, just after the Revenge of the Sith. Um, yep. So you're going to see what happens in Planet Mustafa. I, I think I think we definitely want to set the expectation here in yep. the sense that this is a story game, not a game game. Mm. Uh, I think ILM is, they're obviously, you know, grade A, they're a grade A, triple A production company and they're going to create something that's visually immersive. Yep. But I wouldn't expect uh, you know, a good game to come out of this. I think if anything, I'm going to treat this like a telltale game where it's more mm-hmm. about the story than the gameplay. Yeah. Um, and I also have issues with episodic things. Okay. Um, I know, I know why they do it to give themselves time, but they also make more money. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it'll be a good, you're right. definitely more of a media thing than a game thing. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to cover about the quest? Um, no, I, I think I think it's going to really take off with people who mm-hmm. don't have a PC like we do, who yep. obviously know that there's limitations to the go, yep. um, and you can take it on flights. So win, 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 win. Yeah, I, I just wanted to get a little bit into the future because, like, that's what this is really. Um, and as you know, I'm all in with VR or even AR, maybe AR first, taking over our screens, right? So we, at the moment... Like I'm in front of two, like 21 inch screens, you know, sort of producing the podcast. I also use the iPhone every day. That's like a physical screen, right? That, that you interact in the real world. I think, um, in the next three, four years, we're going to transition into like virtual screens that we can implement, uh, you know, uh, manipulate and sort of make bigger, make smaller. Um, you know, we're not, we're not quite there for the resolution, but you know, and, and also comfort level, but we're going to get there for sure, right? No, I totally, uh, like, I think it, this will transform the workforce. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm i hopeful that it will happen sooner than later. Yeah. I definitely want to use, I, I think that's my life goal is to definitely at least use it at work once in my life. Well, I, I'm, I think that's definitely going to happen in the life, in your lifetime anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, now, can't, I can't wait for Jiro and Confluence in, in VR. It's going to, you know, change my life. <laughs> yeah, imagine uh, the more minority report style of moving stories. Um, now, Oculus is a Facebook company. Um, so Facebook is all about social and Zuckerberg talked at length about how, you know, Facebook is meant to connect the whole world and VR is that sort of human element now, John Carmack, on the other hand, <laughs> is a total opposite of that. And he doesn't really hide that fact. And um, I have this amazing clip from him. You're going to love this one. He's John Carmack being John Carmack. Facebook is all about connecting the world. That's the mission there. So it does mean I'm a little bit out of step sometimes as the champion of the power of isolation, where I really do think that one of the the superpowers of VR is the ability to isolate you often from your environment. That I used to talk about it, how you're respecting your media when you are just in the VR space watching, watching the screen and there's nothing else distracting you. Or I say it's like headphones for your eyes. How good is that? That is, oh, oh, that is a, that is a great analogy. Yes. Cause how many people, I think you do it to Kelvin. I see you do it a lot. Put, put headphones on and that's your sort of signal to the world saying, Hey, I'm busy over here. I want to get. Yeah. And I'm not even listening to anything. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to the laser couch. I'm sure. Uh, Of of course. Over and over. Hmm. 
um yeah so like i mean very different ideology but somehow like it, it's like a i feel like this is a perfect storm of minds and there's the right sort of level of uh not conflict but i don't know like a bit of a tension right and and i think that that's why i believe in the oculus company even though it is part of facebook um so anyway that that's my little little bit and i think yeah that that's one of the reasons why i'm all in on oculus at the moment yeah i also think they can both work um mm. i think that you know just like in reality where there are different kinds of people whether you're extroverts or introverts they coexist. And I really think that, hey, if you want to use your Oculus to have a party, mm-hmm. um, go ahead. If you want to watch um, a YouTube video in 4K in a screen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a cinema screen, then do that as well in, in your own free time. I think, yeah. you know, freedom of choice. Well, in that sense, it's exactly the same as the, the phone, smartphone. You, you, can, mm. you, can be, you can have isolating experiences, definitely, but also, you know, be social on it. So yeah, I think I think that's a great analogy. Um, now, if you don't have anything else, I, I want to talk about Michael Abrash now because he's 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 the king. He's the chief scientist at Oculus, and uh, mm. Abrash and and uh, Carmack they you know they they built Quake together. So a little bit of Abrash, Michael Abrash. He was at Microsoft before that. Um, he worked on Microsoft NT. I think he talked about. Um, and uh, it's a bit of a tradition these days at at, at uh, Connect where. He would come on for about 30 minutes and talk about the future and he talks about his predictions. Um, this year, he actually talked about his previous year's predictions and how they've gone. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, now, like, I won't get too technical, but, like, the technology of VR is 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 the ultimate, you know, sort of scientific endeavor because you have to really understand the human body to um, to make, make it all work, like, make it seamless to have you believe that you're doing something virtually, right? Um, so, yeah, so there's a thing called foveated rendering. And I've, I have talked about it, but let me just explain. Do, do you know what that is, Kevin? Foveated oh, rendering? Probably not. I didn't even try. So, so when, when we look at reality, when we look out into the world, you sort of focus on one bit at a time, right? Um, you have that one focal point. So that... that point of focus it's it's in high resolution even for our eyes Mm. what's what's surrounding that in the periphery you know you know it's there you know it's real but like when you're focusing on something else you you don't have to see the full resolution um the problem in in vr at the moment you, you need a massive gpu a really powerful gpu to be able to render everything because you can't tell where your focus is so this this is a problem of rendering in vr and um, foveated rendering just means, yes, um, somehow if we can track our eye movements and we know what we're focusing in VR, then you can just render that perfectly. Everything else can be sort of like this pseudo state, right? So um, I think two years ago, he said that that technology was going to be like six, seven years away. But right now, he reckons it's, it's going to be two or three years. Um, and, he, and he shows some live demos of that um in in that uh so if if you, if you have a um, single point which is rendered 100 percent, but everything else is say at five percent so you just see the pixels of five percent of those pixels for those other areas but now with deep learning being so good like if you apply deep learning and sort of with the five percent of actual pixels and try to get you know the ai to work out what what the rest of the space is it does a pretty good job 
So they, they're using deep learning to almost predict what those, um, the shadow spaces should be based on 5% of the actual reality. Yes, this is ray tracing all over again. Uh, but but it is it's, it is a little bit like that. It is about the manipulation of light almost. Uh, but in this yeah, sense, there's is, yeah. uh, because you're in a 3D environment, distance is mm. hard to mimic almost. Um, mm. We take for granted how much our brain is processing to tell you how far or how fast something is coming at you. And when you try mm -hmm. to recreate this in a virtual environment, it's got to be hard as hell. Yeah, and, and the brain takes a lot of shortcuts to give us that full, you know, like pleasurable experience of, of living life. Right. So <laughs> this, this is what, this is what we're trying to mimic. Yes. And, uh, I, I love the science of VR. And so, you know, sight is one thing, but he also talked about audio, like spatial audio. Like we just take it for granted that, you know, if something happens behind you, you can almost pinpoint even in terms of distance, like where that is or how, how far that is, right? Yeah, and I, and I think that is very apparent when, you know, you and I uh, were in Facebook spaces um, just, just not so long ago. Um, like, I immediately know you were to my left um, because that's, yes. that's, that's where the, the, the audio is coming from. But mm. it had to be in stereo. I mean, it doesn't just mean like everything just comes into your left ear. You could hear echoes in my right ear. Uh, so it's all very impressive. Yeah, so I think um, he's... he's he's talking more about the uh the resolution of the audio even so mm. like if you're in that sort of you know fake space um but you have stereo sound and 3d sound and you know which side they're coming from but then it still does sound quite digitized so the technology he's talking about is like making it so real that it just feels like you don't even have headphones on um so he, he talked about how that's very close as well um and one other thing I wanted to talk about, eye tracking. I mean, eye tracking is probably the thing that's a, a few years away, um, but it, it is possible. We know that it's possible. So can't remember what I was going to say, but <laughs> the overall message was that like if, even more than ever, like his, he knows that his predictions will come true um, and certain things will happen faster than he thought than, than two years ago. So um, with that... I've got a Steve Jobs quote that he gave. <laughs> so um, I'll just, because uh, he, he likes to sort of go back to the old days and, and sort of reminisce. Mm, and, um, reminisce. Yeah. You know, you, you can you can say what, what you will with about Steve Jobs, but he, he was someone that knew what was going to come, right? He, he was the ultimate sort of sage in terms of technology and the adoption of technology. So here's Michael O'Brash talking about that. Steve Jobs negotiated two visits to see the super-secret Alto in 1979. Here's what he said about that years later. And within 10 minutes, it was obvious to me that all computers would work like this someday. It was obvious. You could argue about how many years it would take. You could argue about who the winners and losers might be. You couldn't argue about the inevitability. It was so obvious. Yeah, so this is what he feels and what I feel about what VR is. It feels obvious to me. And... Um, yeah, like in 78, late 70s, Steve Jobs thought that as well about computing. Yeah. I, I feel like the next, uh, I'm not going to call singularity, but um, the next big wave of technology is coming. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we had that jump between PCs and, and smartphones. Um, you know, I mean, if four or five years ago, you would have told me that, you know, some people just live on their smartphones uh, day to day, I would laugh, laugh it off. Um, but when you think about it now, there are a lot of people who only use smartphones. They, mm -hmm. they don't have a computer. They don't need one. 
Um, and I feel like the next jump smartphone innovation is slowing down to a crawl. I mean, how many cameras can you add to it? I just saw mm. a YouTube video come up for the new um, LG uh, V40 that has five cameras. So mm. yeah, it's, 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 it's going to stop, right? So I think people then start focusing on uh, VR. And when you think about which phone company is doing that, the only one is HTC. So I want, uh, okay, gotcha. I, I want Apple to do it as well. I want people to start moving across. So as people start to see things slow down on their big money makers, mm-hmm. they're going to have to diverge their spending a little bit. Well, I think you could argue definitely Microsoft's working on AI and VR hmm. to a degree. Um, Apple is definitely working on an AR device glasses. Um, so that would be the thing that takes this sort of technology mainstream. But hmm. ultimately, I think it's going to be mixed so, you know, Oculus, if, even Facebook are working on an AR device. I think they call it the, um, uh, ooh, what was it? The, it's like a mountain something. Oh, okay, oh. <laughs> Everest. <laughs> Everest? Um, no, that's no. something else. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so yeah, it, it will converge one day. Um, they did also have a demo of how the Quest, using the Quest, like the hardware is there right now to be able to, with, with those four camera sensors, you can actually see the outside world, like in a silhouette. So I don't know if you saw that demo from uh, Andrew Bosworth, who's the sort of the, the head technology guy for Facebook. Um, so he that, that passed through. So like in your headset, which is like putting blindfolds on, but through the cameras that pick out, you know, the spaces around you, uh, you could actually make shadows of people moving around in front of you, right? So this is the creepy. Pastor. It is creepy, but like that, that text just gonna get better. Give it a couple of years, yeah. like you'll be able to like see yourself. I don't know. Yeah, but also I think you know, you know, you see this in every sci-fi film where you can quickly scan your surroundings and pick up information about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I look at I look at you, for example. It'll immediately tell me that you know uh, if you're a danger to me, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, yeah, that's gonna come, with, yeah. especially with AI. But by the way, I, I downloaded Blade Runner twenty forty nine on uh, Oculus. It's 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 a it's a little game, it's a very short game, just kind of like a teaser mm. sort of thing. But like that thing that you just described is in that game, and like when when you experience that in the first person, it's it's quite cool. <laughs> so you just sort of point mm, to right. people, and you can sort of see, you know, their history, who they are, what car they yeah. drive, you know, that's that sort of stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, then I don't know. Then the game I want to get is definitely Vox Machine. I can't say it. Machine, Machina. That'll do. M A C H I N A E. I mean, I've been a big fan of Mech Warrior as a kid, um, and I and this looks amazing. Um, so yeah, we should all jump on it and see what that's like. Yeah, you want to get it? Yeah, yeah, we'll, definitely. We'll get Dan get on it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do we do we do we want to go on to the next couple of clips, or should we call it? I think we'll call it. I'm I'm pretty done with the clips, actually. Yeah. 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 No. Um. So I hope you enjoyed the show in in reality or virtual reality. Um. You can check out uh, all the other 109 episodes now at thelazycouch.com. Also on iTunes, um, Google Podcasts, uh, soon to be on Spotify as well. I hear. Um, don't forget to search for us on all the social media networks. Um, once again, we love all the feedback, so leave us some on iTunes, email us, tweet us, do it any, any way you want. Um, but yeah, tune in soon. This is Kelp out. And Jeff out. Ugh. You need to work on that <laughs> outro. Ugh. That was fine. Uh, Have I got uh, the music on louder this time? <laughs> <laughs>
No, I, I think I think because I moved my setup from my room back down, yeah, I, yeah, everything yeah. is off. Everything oh, really? is okay. off. Like how can how can I have the mic so close to my face and it's still soft? I, I did I touch the volume or something? I don't no. know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's um looks looks like everything's in sync, kinda. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't tell. Hard to tell. Yeah. No. All right. That that was a yeah. It's kind of like babbled on quite a bit. Yeah, but I while. felt I felt yeah. I think I think it's been a while since we've done such a hardcore uh like tech one. But damn, you know a lot about this shit. I watched a lot of videos, man. <laughs> this is fascinating.